Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, coming at you from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And today I'm excited to talk about uh, tips for men who are dating post-divorce or post-long-term relationship. And before I dive in to give you some really useful tips to consider, I want to invite you to help me out for a minute. If you are new to listening to my podcast, firstly, I want to thank you for being here and giving me a chance and hopefully you're learning something positive and inspiring. And secondly, if you have been listening to me for a while, would you do me a really nice favor and leave me a review on iTunes? Uh, I've been creating this podcast for, oh my gosh, I don't know, over 70 weeks straight. I'm always coming up with new ideas on how to support you guys in your journey in life and love and relationships and dating. And it would be very helpful for me if you could spend a couple moments going onto iTunes and leaving me an honest review uh, so that I can continue providing awesome episodes for you guys uh, that you enjoy and really support you in your journey. So please do that for me. Take a moment to just uh, like it, subscribe and leave me a review. That would be wonderful and awesome. Okay, now getting into today's conversation, how does one get back into the dating pool after being divorced or coming out of a divorce or coming out of a really long-term relationship? And I really want to share with you four tips. Now, of course, there's more things that you can be doing, but four really important things to consider right off the bat. Um, Now, divorce, this is not an easy time in anybody's life. Uh, In fact, divorce is known to be one of the most stressful events in someone's life. And one can really understand why this is the case. The event itself is just gonna be an emotional whirlwind. Uh, It's gonna be financially stressful for a majority of people. And if kids are involved, well, it's just gonna get plain complicated at times. Um, You know, I don't hear from many people that their divorce was completely calm and smooth and amicable and everyone's happier than when they started off. Now that happens, but it's not usually the case. Someone's hurt and that's why things are ending. And we know that hurt people hurt people. Um, But the start of a divorce proceeding is not just where the stress starts. Uh, On average, an individual will spend about two years thinking about getting divorced before they actually get divorced or take action on it. And when we are emotionally and physically checking out of a relationship, it's not usually a very joyful, happy and inspiring time. So not only is the uh, time leading up to getting divorced stressful for people, the entire process of divorce is stressful. And then afterwards, life feels stressful too. Um, Getting divorced can really make you rethink everything you know about yourself, about love, about relationships and how to make them work. Um, 
And yeah, it's emotionally tiring for a lot of people. But here's the caveat, here's the positive side. It doesn't mean that having a successful and healthy relationship is not in the cards for you. It is and it can be as long as you're learning from your past and you're moving forward towards creating the kind of relationship that is, here's the keyword, right for you, which means it's a compatible relationship. Okay. And we need to understand what creates compatibility. So I want to talk about four tips that you should ponder and consider if you're wanting to date after divorce or after a uh, very serious long-term relationship comes to an end. Number one, getting support. Okay. And the reason we start here is because we need to do the inner work to heal from divorce or to heal from the split from a very serious partner. Now the healing process is not a straight line. The healing process is going to look different for everybody. It's going to take a different amount of time for everybody. And it's very, very crucial to take this time to process what has happened and to get back into a healthy emotional state before you begin dating again. Ignoring your feelings, ignoring what happened, pretending you're not bothered by it, staying in a state of denial, those things are not going to be helpful for you as you move forward in your journey of finding a healthy relationship. So making sure you get back to a healthy emotional state is going to be really important. And only you can really truly determine when you're going to be ready to move forward, right? During this time, you may have friends or family member encourage you to get back out there. Uh, You might feel this pressure to get into a new relationship because people like it when you're in a relationship. That's the version of you they're used to. Um, But really, it's important that you determine when you are the one that's ready, not when someone else is ready for you, okay? So in this time, it's going to be super important to figure out who you are. What is this identity that you have after being married to somebody or after being committed to someone in a long-term relationship? Uh, You want to start reclaiming what your own personal interests are. uh, And you really want to begin rebuilding healthy friendships and having strong support and community around you. The last thing you want to do is after divorce, you're feeling quite isolated. Jump back into a new relationship because you're feeling lonely because you want someone around, right? You want to make sure that you're living a life that is really a full representation of who you are and what you're capable of uh, when you're dating and attracting someone into your life. Okay. So getting support and doing the inner work to heal from your split or your divorce. Number two, getting clear on what you're looking for in a future partner. Now, obviously things have ended because there's a reason things end. People are not jiving. They're not compatible. Their values don't align. There's been infidelity. Trust has been broken. People are hurting each other checking out of relationships. And so often that's happening because needs are not being met or people aren't necessarily compatible or right for us. A lot of people end up in relationships just from chance. You know, they met someone and they started dating and all of a sudden they're serious and they're married. They didn't necessarily take time to really understand who that person is and whether their values align. So before you jump back into the dating pool, right, before you create a dating profile and sign up for the newest dating app, Consider 
for more than a moment or two, right? Consider what you're actually searching for. This is called mindful dating or intentional dating, right? If you just go out there with a Scooby-Doo of what you're looking for, the type of woman you want to attract into your life, guess what? You're going to attract all sorts of women and all sorts of hodgepodge, right? Maybe there'll be an amazing person in that mix. I don't doubt it. There's lots of amazing people out there, but you're also going to start attracting and matching with and meeting people that definitely don't align with what you're looking for because you need to be clear on what you're wanting. So you're going to improve your chances of matching and meeting with the right types of people if you're mindful and intentional about what you're looking for and how you go about the dating process. Right, great relationships are based on shared values, as I've said multiple times. So understand what moves you and what truly matters to you before you start your search. You need to know who you are before you connect with somebody else. Okay, so get clear on what you're looking for in a partner. Now, thirdly, you got to understand the type of relationship you're actually looking to have, not just the type of person, but the type of relationship you're looking to create. So since your last relationship or multiple relationships have ended, you may want to start thinking about the type of relationship you want to be creating as you move forward. Do you want more children? If you do, say so. If you don't, say so, right? If you're looking for a partner who enjoys adventure and travel because you've got the travel bug and you want to be able to do these amazing things in your life, be clear about that. Because if that's what you want and that's the relationship you're looking to have, yet you meet someone who's a workaholic or doesn't like to travel or is scared of flying, um, you're probably not going to be the best match for one another. So be clear about the kind of relationship, the type of relationship you want to have. Consider it and make sure that when you're showing up in the dating pool, that that's what you're attracting. Okay. Clarity brings more clarity. Okay. And lastly, and I think this is hugely important. We know, especially after the last few days when social media went out, a lot of people got stressed about it. Um, you know how much we're relying on news and the internet and oh my god I could go on on a rant about this but you know how everything is designed to get us addicted to it our phones our apps are all designed to make us addicted to them the notifications drag us back in the dating notifications drag us back in oh someone new matched with you on tinder holy shit I better drop everything and look at who that person is even if I'm in the middle of dinner with a very important friend or coworker, right? These things are addicting. So be aware of that and set boundaries around the use of apps, okay? I laugh about this because heck, when I was on dating apps, my goodness, a notification would go off and it would be like a hit of um, dopamine or serotonin in my brain. And I'm like, oh, you know, a notification makes me feel good. That ding would make me feel good. And I could tell that there were times when I get very distracted or pulled out of what I was doing in that moment to pick up my phone. Not good for us. Okay. So if this is your first time using dating apps, or right? maybe you've been married the last 20 years and now you're dating and you're going, holy shit, what the heck am I supposed to do in this new world? Right? Or you're exploring dating apps again. Um, you're going to need to have some boundaries in place. So dating apps obviously are a really great way to meet 
uh, potential partners, but they can also stress us the heck out. They can take our time away from other healthy pursuits. So we don't want to be relying solely on dating apps. Okay. Dating means you're not just hiding at home, looking at Tinder or match or Bumble right? You don't want to rely 100% on online apps. There are other ways to meet great people and you should really understand how to go about doing that and how to approach women in public as well. Um, so make sure you have some appropriate boundaries around it. Questions you can ask yourself are, uh, especially if you have kids at home, you know, am I going to be going on dates uh, every weekend or on weeknights or are there specific times that I'm going to create space for this? Um, am I going to be uh, looking at dating apps when I'm lying in bed in the morning and at night? Or am I going to give myself a dedicated hour a day to go through this and be mindful and intentional about it? Um, understanding these things are going to be really important for you because we know that these apps are addictive. Um, so be conscious of how you're using them and what is going to work best for you. Um, make sure you know that when you're, when you're available, and uh, don't get pulled into multiple different directions, okay? <laughs> so be really intentional around how you use apps. Um, I have had many people admit to me that, you know, their phone goes off in the middle of work and they've, you know, snuck down the hall or into the bathroom or taken an extra break just so they can start scrolling through their phone or their dating app. And you don't wanna get pulled into this vortex where, you know, you're mindlessly scrolling and you're not really being an int intentional and you're forgetting that there's a human behind that photo, right? Raise your hand if you're guilty of swiping through a dating app at a million miles an hour, going through the maximum amount of matches in the quickest amount of time. Um, I guarantee you could be overlooking someone that's really amazing on there. Slow down. Don't be so judgmental. Not everyone has a bang in first photo. Not everyone is, uh, you know, a coach that gets photos taken of them all the time. Okay. So slow things down, set some healthy boundaries around the use of apps. So let's repeat four things that I've mentioned here today, four tips for dating after divorce. Number one, make sure you've got support. You've done the inner work to heal from your divorce and that you're back in a healthy emotional state before you begin dating. Number two, understand what you're looking for from a partner. What are the value-based characteristics that you want to see in a partner so that you know you are compatible for one another? Number three, understand the kind of relationship you want to co-create and you want to have in your life. Does it involve kids or no kids, travel or no travel? Is it a healthy lifestyle or not? Is it, you know, two people working or not? Just start to get clear on the kind of relationship you want to have, right? And lastly, set boundaries around the use of apps. It's the first, if it's the first time you're using them, you're probably going to feel excited and overwhelmed and frustrated all at the same time. So just make sure you're mindful and intentional about the process so that you don't start hating it immediately. And then you say things like dating apps don't work for me, or this process is totally frustrating. Uh, because the truth is you can control how you use them and you can use it in a way that is supportive to you. Uh, not uh, the other way, which is the experience most people have. Okay, so if you're looking to date again, right? And if you have questions about the process, you can do two things. One, I would like to invite you. I have, you can go to my website at KimberlyNinaHill.com. You'll have a pop-up come up, which will ask you to download the dating handbook for men. It's a really useful guide. 
Okay, it's gonna teach you a few things you should really be aware of before you start dating. It's got some uh, useful workbooks in there to help you get really clear on things that you should be knowing before you go out and date again. Um, and you'll also learn how to overcome a lot of uh, common mistakes that men make, right? Don't be one of the people that makes those mistakes. Grab that guide, it's free. Um, and like I said, it jam packed with some value in there. You also get to know me a little bit better because the second thing I wanna say is if you're in this position where you wanna date again, and you don't want to keep attracting the same types of women you have in the past, right? You don't want to end up in another failed relationship, then give yourself the best chance by working with someone like myself or even another coach that you find is a good fit for you. There's nothing wrong with getting support in one of the most important areas of our lives, right? Our relationships, okay? So of course I invite you to book a complimentary 45 minute discovery call with me. You can do so by heading to my website. You can learn a little bit about me and my packages and the, the types of men that I help. Um, and I'd be honored to have a chat with you and support you in this journey. Um, if there has been something of value in this podcast, like I said in the beginning, please do me the honor and the favor of leaving me a review on iTunes. I'd be super, super grateful. Um, and of course, I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Talk to you later. Ciao.